Y'all out here getting freaky in the movie theaters? What, we 15 again? <laughs> Griffin Report starts now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep Jesus. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Griff Report. I am your host, Hotep Jesus, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Welcome, welcome all. Funny how a title can remove ads quicker than a cold. <laughs> What y'all think about a new thumbnail today? Um, I might have to hire that guy to do my thumbnails now. That might have to be the thing. I might have to hire him to do my thumbnails. That, that, that was fantastic work. Fantastic work. Y'all like the new thumbnail? Kid you not, I dated a 43-year-old. She tried to get freaky in a the movie theater. What? Really? She initiated it? Yo, women freaky, yo. If there's one thing we gonna talk about today, it's the fact that women be getting freaky. They try to say it's men. Bruh, listen. Women on some other shit. We got a lot in the grift bag. Mostly because, well, do we have a lot in the Griff bag? Hold on, let me take a look. Because we had um, a house hearing this week and... Hold on. We got some big brain content today, too. You know we always going to have a little something, something big brain. Uh, well, let me add this to the Griff bag just in case y'all need to see that. I might need to watch that again for my own purposes, for research purposes. I want to just watch that clip one more time. <laughs> what a wild week. All right, let's see what we got in the bag. What do we have in here? Oh, there's so much to catch up on. There's so much to catch up on because we didn't get to a lot this week. So, hold on, let me clean out some of the other stuff in here. Oh, damn, somebody set their account private so we can't view that video oh yeah so they lit into they lit into this sjw's ass this week there was a, a black sjw on a timeline complaining about i wish i wish she didn't block her <laughs> yo who got a screenshot let me see i'm checking the thread now for the screenshot I'm telling you right now these sjw's Time is up. Black SJW, did, when I tell you, see, this is why I was saying before, I was telling white conservatives as much as possible that you cannot conflate black SJWism with black Twitter because those two things are not synonymous. And they think they are. They think that black Twitter is the SJW shit. And it's not. It's it, And I said this before. So what happened was, Black Twitter had a bunch of superstars. Cooley Bravo came out to Hotep Khan. He's one of them. So Black Twitter had a bunch of superstars. And under the old administration, 
once things started moving towards the SJW stuff, black Twitter was getting banned. Like Cooley Bravo lost his account. He had to create a new one. A lot of people lost their accounts under the previous administration. So the SJW voices were drowning out black Twitter. Elon's come back and black Twitter is now beginning to flourish again, right? So the shenanigans started up. So now you're seeing a lot more pushback against the black SJWs. So one of these black SJWs was talking about how it's white privilege that white women can eat certain foods and not get fat. Or I wish I had it, but she block, she she has since uh, set her account to private because she made these comments and black Twitter was like, Yo, shut your dumb ass up. I'm always complaining about white folks, da-da-da-da, and comparing black. And I'll show you the tweet right here. I'll show you the response from Erica Lachey. Erica Lachey is a huge voice in black Twitter. Huge, huge, huge voice. And a very conservative one, I would say, at that. Uh, so let's go ahead and put her, um, her tweet on the screen. Hold on a second. Take a look at this. So Erica says, you know, I hate when the lines don't line. Hold on. All right. So Erica Lachey said, um, she said, if the white girls can poison themselves slowly without scrutiny, damn it, we should every, have every right to do the same. This is what being obsessed over white people looks like. And this is the point that I made when I talked about, like, what is white supremacy? White supremacy is the preoccupation with white people in the mind of these black SAWs. So she's basically saying, oh, black people can eat, but they're scrutinized more than white people. And it's just like, no, just clean up your diet. Like everybody needs to clean up their diet. Like, what do you complain about white people for? Now, I will say black people are genetically predisposed. This is the problem with being black, you know. Um, see, see, being black comes with some superpowers, right? But to whom much is given, much is tested. Now, uh, I'm getting into a little bit of a scientific topic at this point, but and 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 please do not take what I'm saying because I'm extremely paraphrasing from research I've done years ago and lectures I listened to. But um, carbon binds things, right? carbon binds thing and, and melanin being a carbon uh, molecule and um, we are selenium based in our melanin white people are sulfur based well not based but that's the difference white people's melanin is, is made with sulfur and ours is made black people's uh, melanin is made with selenium well uh, what they're saying is that black people are genetically predisposed to be more addicted to things, right? So sugar, crack, cocaine, cigarettes. Whereas white people are able to shed these things much easier because it doesn't bind to their molecules. Now, I don't know how much truth there is in that. That's just something I've heard before. Now, I heard there's something else too from um, a uh, national champion swimmer, NCAA champ swimmer who's black. And he basically told me that the bone density for black people is heavier, which is why it's which is why white people dominate swimming, because 
they float easier because they have a lesser bone density. So there are biological differences between black and white people. And it comes with, you know, pluses and minuses. We can jump higher and all this other shit, you know, but we ain't going to be able to swim as good because they can float better. Take what you want with that. So when it comes to diet, you know, as wise, you know, black people are affected more. Now, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but at the end of the day, what that means is if we put better stuff in our bodies, we should be genetically superior in some ways. We just choose not to. Right. So, but they, 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 you can't complain to white people about that. Oh my God, white people don't get judged like we do. Well, stop eating fucking Twinkies, you big bitch. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, let's go back. Let's let's play something wholesome. Let's let's go to wholesome. Can anybody tell me for ten dollars worth of Syscoin, I'll send it to you right now. Ten dollars worth of Syscoin, I'll send it to you right now. Who can tell me? What the bla great black griftening with the great griftening is made out of? Who can tell me? Before we play this next clip, uh, Lil Slick said, Now I know HJ Lion, black pro swimmer. Come on, <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, he's a he's a he he might be watching his stream. His name is Dax Hill, his name is Dax Hill, and he was an NCAA champ. Phil the Kill says, sounds like BS to me. They bones float more. I'm telling you, Dax told me this. This is a black swimmer. Maybe I can find an article from, hold on, let me see if we can find an article. Dax Hill, NCAA champ. Let's see. Yup, found it. Here it go. I'm about to show it to you. I'm about to show it to you. He's a, he, he follows his channel. He follows his channel. Hold on. Let me let the ads run. And I'm going to play you this, um... I'm going to play you. I'm going to show you who Dax Hill is. This is well-documented, well-documented swimmer. And I'll put it on the screen in just a jiffy here. Um, let's go here. Go here. 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 So here it is. There he is. Look at them. You realize they are athletes. When you first meet Dax, you know he's good at something. In fact, you think he probably is great at something or some things. And the more you get to know him, you learn that he is great at swimming up and down a pool, obviously. But athletically, he's multi-talented. But also, he's great with people. Uh, he's great as a leader. So when he first walked in as a freshman, I didn't know that all of those things were going to come true. But I did know he was going to be really, really good at something. And I'm happy to say that's at swimming. Went to Indiana here, Auburn. Uh, Georgia and USC and I really like the team aspect of you know being on a a good NCAA team in basketball our school we were okay in swimming we were okay but we never necessarily never had like 40 guys who were there it is right there there it go right there that's him you know what I'm saying let me google it Black people's bone density, bone density, black versus white. Let me see here. Bone density, black versus white. Let's see. Boom, found it. Data from the study of osteoporotic fractures 
Uh, and Baltimore men's osteoporosis studies show that in both sexes, blacks have a higher adjusted bone mineral density than whites. And a slower age adjusted annual rate of decline in bone mineral density. <laughs> we age slower. <laughs> it's right there. This is like scientific fact. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying there you go and this is where the conversation of genetic superiority comes from right like where people or you'll have some extreme right hoteps oh black people are superior I don't know about all of that stuff but science says a lot about the black body that is you know contrasted to other races is pretty fucking resilient uh, the ability to call out our own side is what the left wing doesn't possess. Shame on Bober. I really liked her and she's sexy as fuck. Not a good look for the GOP. We're going to talk about Bober. Black don't crack comes from science. <laughs> All right. So what does the great black grifting in um, consist of? Does anybody know? Hotep Goldstein says it's because we're from here. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here come the Yakub stories. Here come the Yakub stories. I don't get involved in that stuff. You know what I mean? Cannon said, that's why I look like I'm 25. There you go. Hotel. I tell people how old I am. They're like, what? Really? The only thing that gives me away is my grays. My grays. And I got to get rid of those soon. I'm going to do something about that. All right. I got a video I want to play for you. Nobody got the answer. So I'm going to show you what the great, if you want to make great content, really great content, what you have to do is you have to take two extremes, right? And put them together. Take two extremes, right? That's why in some movies you'll have like fat and skinny work together, you know, right? Quiet and loud. You even see that with your friend groups, right? It's like one quiet person hangs out with the loud person. The, the, the bad bitches hang out with the fat bitches. It's, it's very interesting how life creates this duality. So let's go to the clip. This is how you make premium content. Take two extremes and put them together in the great black griftony. Let me just check one, one more time to make sure nobody said the answer. In order to, in order to make a mixture of the great black griftony, you need black and white and put them together, but it has to be ghetto black and super white. Let's see. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Nice to meet you. What's up with it? You ready to ride Amish style? Uh, you said Amish style? Yeah. I see you got your little 32s on there. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh. We have disc brakes. There's air shock. <laughs> it's full. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Got my feet up in my Amish bucket and we slide. So you like the OG in the neighborhood that when Ernie something go the OG in the neighborhood. Gee. Yeah. What do you mean? You know what I mean. Fifteen thousand dollars for a new buggy. Well, fifteen bands for a buggy? Yep. And all you get is this? You don't even get no music on. You gotta sing. I don't, I'm not sure if y'all familiar with this guy, Weird Al. I can show you a video and you'll watch it. Video. I don't wanna get you in trouble. Watch a video. Oh, you can't touch it, huh? 
Oh, I, I can't even look at it. All right, close your eyes. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. You ready milk with some cows? Hell no. Why not? Mm -hmm, that's what we're not doing. No. Hell no, this ain't it. This ain't the kind of place you go into with your J's on, Mama. I'm sorry. You don't have to go far. It's just hay. It's not dirty. I promise. All right. I'm smelling feed, cow. Be fine. I ain't ready to. I ain't ready to. All right, go, go. cows right there give that's where we getting they get eight to ten gallons of milk a day so there's hella milk in them cows then come and show me you get some out of it oh no i'm not milking the cows this is how you get around that's electricity it's, it's wireless it's wireless got these new led man lights you know what y'all almost people think y'all slick man you know what y'all be cutting corners <laughs> oh. And you said you gotta do that until uh, five gallons come out of there? Per milking. So if you pull one of them, that's the, it, it's all pulling from the same. all at the same time. All four of them? How the f you do? How many hands you got, baby? It's time to get out of here. It's time to go. Alright, we'll go this way. We can get back in the buggy, though. Get back sure. in the buggy, right, get some fresh air. See, get weird out. Yankee bitch didn't put me on like I needed to be put on. Oh, there goes the hoop. Uh, oh. Hey, do we got a flat? Hey, yeah. we got to call the Amish tow truck. <laughs> we got to call the Amish tow truck. So, what's the moral of the story? You want great content, you need one ghetto black and one super white person, or groups of both. And you mix those two and you have content that works for days, years, months, decades, centuries maybe. This is a formula that Just Pearly things cracked when she used to do her reactions to rap videos or something like that. She talked about that in our interview. This is a formula she cracked. She said, super white girl doing black things. Super white girl with black people. This is something that she tapped into. This is what the great black grifting is made out of. Now, this is the wholesome side of it. And then there's the negative side that we see every day on the timeline where people arguing about racism and black people are violent and all that shit, right? Oh, my God, it was a hate crime. All that dumb shit, right? And then they get all the you know, thousand, 10,000 reposts and shit because some white people got beat up by some black folks. And then the other side of the aisle, you know, the police officer shoots a black man. And again, same thing. But if it's a black man shoots a black man, a white man shoots a white man, nobody really gives a damn. So yeah, she had Tari race mixing content, but it has to be ghetto, right? Yeah. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. Boom. There you go. It's another great example. Um, Ms. Niger of Joy says uh, the Amish are the only whites with culture this side of the pond. This is facts. This is facts. In fact, the Amish are the only true conservatives in America. Believe that. I think Chad said that. Believe that. 
All right, let's get into our story today, and then we'll go into some of the other stuff I got in the Griff bag. Uh, Lauren Boebert, Lauren Boebert went to the movies. Let's put this up on the screen. Hold on. Am I allowed to play this on YouTube? Is YouTube going to censor me? Did y'all see the video? Y'all probably seen the video. I don't got to play the video, all right? Let's just go to the article. Let's just go to the article. Hold on. Um, I got two articles on this Lauren Boebert thing I want to take a look at. Just a couple of excerpts. Nothing. We're not diving too deep. We're not going to be reading the whole thing or anything like that. It's not that important, right? But mostly I want to talk about people's reaction, specifically Meghan McCain. Because I Googled this story, Meghan McCain came up, right? So I'm like, what the hell Meghan McCain got to say? She mad because nobody want her big ass? And then I'll give my thoughts and opinions on it after. So uh, Megan says, Lauren Boebert is trash. Wow. Damn. She lectures everyone about the LGBT community being a threat to children while getting caught performing a lewd sex act in a public theater where children possibly were. This is family values, question mark. This is why people think the GOP are all hypocrites. Now, let's let's just let's break this down. First of all, is Lauren Boebert trash? I don't think so. Maybe I mean, maybe she's white trash. I don't know. I don't I don't I, I wouldn't call her trash. I, w- I would refrain from calling her that. Um, but then she mentioned, you know, uh, what Lauren tweets about the LGBT community. And this is I'll give her like a half a point for this because I'm sick and tired of people complaining about the trans shit and seeing the trans shit on the timeline. This shit's disgusting, that, which is why I'm partly, you know, biased and saying, like, I don't want to hear about what the fuck these people are doing out in California and these drag shows. I'm dragged the fuck out. Pause. So I'm sick and tired of people. Like, it's like people wake up and they're like, oh, we should talk about gay people today. And it's just like every day we're going to grift off of gay people. Like, I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of it. Every day they're grifting off of gay people. Oh, look at this. Another drag. You are complicit. Once you share the drag queen story, yeah, you are not complicit. You're sharing this nasty ass material. Stop doing it. It's over. So, you know, I got to take away points from Lauren from continuously grifting on this. Um... And I think there's a way to do it to expose it and talk about it as opposed to just, you know, the blanket, banal grifting. Right. And then she says, you know, uh, you know, lewd sex act in public with children. Now, it's 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 a little uh, it's a little risque, you know, to be doing, you know, sexual stuff in a theater. Um, I, I don't I you know. I don't know what American culture says is is right or wrong. I I really don't know. I I don't know what Americans want from America. I just know we are the ghetto of the world. And, um, you know, we're like, we're like the Las Vegas of America, of, of, of the planet. We, America's the Las Vegas of the planet. So, you know, damn near anything goes. I don't even know what we're supposed to be mad about here. You know, I, I really don't know. I, I, I'm not mad. You know, she was, you know, getting groped on and she's groping, you know, her boyfriend. We're going to talk about her boyfriend next because that's really the issue. The issue is her boyfriend. That's the issue. It's not what they did in the theater. Now, she was um, vaping. Yeah, you know, the fact that she was vaping is in the theater isn't the problem. The fact that she was vaping at all is the problem. We vaping, baby? Come on, Lauren. We got to do better. Who gave Lauren, who gave this beautiful queen the vape? We don't do vape, Lauren. 
we either smoke cigarettes or we smoking a joint. We not doing these electronic devices and all of that. We not doing that. That stuff is not cool at all. It's not healthy and the long-term ramifications of those things are terrible. I tried that whole vape thing with the with the weed. It was like giving me headaches and shit like that. I'm like, no, I can't do this stuff no more. Cause I thought, you know, hey, you know, I don't want it to smell and uh, so you know, somebody gave me a pen. You know, that that's what they call them, right? Like a little weed pen. They gave me a weed pen, and I tried a couple out. Um, and and yeah, like did not enjoy it. There was something definitely wrong there. So I, you know, I go back. Just give me the natural plan. I'm gonna burn it, put some light to it, smoke it. You know. Put that smoke in my lungs. But we're not doing vape, Lauren. Definitely not doing vape. It's a little tacky to do vape in public. In the theater? In the theater? Y'all couldn't wait? I think I think vaping in public was worse than the lewd act in public. The vaping, to me, was more deplorable. Like, you just vaping and just blowing that stuff all in the theater? Like, there's no discretion? Like, like that's not going to be noticed? Because if she wasn't vaping, she wouldn't have got caught doing the OnlyFans thing inside the theater. You know, she wouldn't have got caught doing the whole little, you know, jerky jerky motion with her man. Now, I will say nobody's body parts came out of their clothes. So, you know, it's not that bad. And the theater's dark. The theater's dark. So, you know. Matter of fact, I want to show you the footage really fast. Mostly because... Um, okay, so look at this. Look at this. This is the this is the, the 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 image here, right? This is isn't this like one of those cameras that um uh what do you call it? Night vision. It's got some sort of night vision on these cameras, right? Let me bring let me bring Lauren's beautiful face back up. All right. So it's got like night vision. So so I'm, first of all, I'm asking who the hell is filming her. Well, they said it was CCTV footage, right? But who the hell went in the footage, clipped it, and then sold it to TMZ or whoever got this footage? That was savage. That was savage. That y'all just put her business all out there like that. But again, I'm not mad at the, you know, the little sex act and all of that, you know. Maybe they just got a little horny. Maybe they just a little drunk, you know. But it's a dark theater. Like, nobody really looking at the person next to him, you know. And, and they seem to be a bit discreet. Now, I will say, he was wilding. And he's weird, too. Like, the way he was filling up her titty. Like, bro, like, you don't even know how to be. You don't know how to fill a titty discreetly. He all reaching across. You don't reach across your body to grab a titty in a the movie theater. What you do is the arm goes around her shoulder. Now I'm here teaching y'all how to grab a woman titty in the theater. <laughs> you reach the arm around, and now you got your arm around her. She leans in. You pull her in. And you know, and if you get a little bit of, you know, you squeeze the orange a little bit. Hey, you know, whatever, whatever. As long as it's consensual, it's cool. But reaching across is just really, this is just extremely super horny. Nobody should be this horny in a movie theater. I think they said this was um, a musical or something like that. Now, musicals are fucking boring as shit, so I understand why they went to, you know, these lengths. 
and Megan McCain said it was kids around. Well, was it kids around or was it not? You know, they, I ain't seen no kids in the in the in the video. You know, either way, it's inappropriate. It's even more inappropriate of kids around. But this is look at his hand. This is just levels of inappropriate. You don't reach across your body to grab the titty. What is we doing? Who raised this guy? Who raised him? How dark is it actually in the theater? It's probably pretty dark. Now let's go to him. Let's pull him up. Let's go to him. Cause this is my problem with the whole situation. It's him. Right? So her boyfriend says, let me make sure you can see that. Okay, good. Lauren Bobert's mystery man is a Democrat who owns a Colorado bar. Now I'm not even mad that he's a Democrat because you know, being Demo like, for example, if something happened to me or if I got arrested or something like that, they would say Democrat Hotep Jesus because technically I'm registered as a Democrat. My mama handled my paperwork when I was 18 years old. She made sure I was a Democrat. So technically I'm a Democrat on paper. I'm a Democrat, right? I haven't gone and registered and changed that, but I do plan on doing that in this upcoming election. You know, I'm going to ask uh, Scott Pressler how to do that because I don't even know how to do it. But I'm going to get around it to, to one of these days just so anything happens, motherfuckers don't confuse me with a Democrat. So I'm not even mad that he's a Democrat, right? Although we do need more information on his uh, political leanings before we judge. But just because somebody's a Democrat doesn't mean that they're a Democrat. Okay. And plus you got different types of Democrats. You've got racist Democrats. You've got conservative Democrats and he's out in Colorado. So I, 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 you also have Republican Democrats. You guys aware of that? You guys are, are you guys familiar with what a Republican Democrat? Cause they play these like little political games where they'll register as another party just to throw the other party's election off. So there's that whole thing. You can go listen to Sonny Johnson for more on that, but let's go into, um, so he's a, he's a, he's a Colorado native co-owner of uh hooch craft cocktail bar in Aspen. Right. And, uh, he opened that in 2016, right. According to Aspen times with his partner, Pat Flanagan, sounds like an Irishman. Right. And it says, uh, the divorced father of one. Okay. So he's divorced and he got a baby mama. This is a lot of red flags here. Divorced and he got a baby mama. Right. And it says, uh, family members, he's uh, the divorced father of one apparently scandalized his democratic leaning family members by spending the evening with the firebrand Republican whom he has apparently been dating for months without her knowledge. I'm sorry, without their knowledge. It's very surprising. I always thought Quinn was a cool guy and a Democrat. His parents would be horrified because they are definitely blue. What? Quinn Gallagher is his name. No relation to uh, AG. Uh, Adam Gallagher. Uh, this is how you know Democrats are soft. Like, I don't really give a damn family member, Democrat, Republican. I don't give a damn who you date. Just make sure they're not abusing you and, and treating you good. That's the only thing I care about, right? 
they would be horrified to find out he was dating a Republican, right? Now, now let's go look at this dude. Here you go right here, right? Now, from this image, I'm like, ah, oh, I can't really tell what he looks like. Then they say, this is him on the right. This is him on the right. Dude look goofy as hell. No, no problem. No, no, no offense. But he's, he looks goofy. Here he is on the left. Lauren got to have better taste than this. This is the, this is the scandal. Lauren has bad taste in men. She got an ex-husband or she's separated or something. She's got bad taste in men. Okay. Look at his hairline. He's got a receding hairline. All that money, he ain't got no hair plugs. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. <laughs> All right, maybe I went too far on the hair plugs. <laughs> but this, here she is looking fine. What is this? The couple slunk out of the auditorium and briefly confronted their the briefly confronted theater employees in the lobby with Bober in a low cut gold dress waving her finger and making threats. Where's this footage? This is the footage we need. I want to hear her cuss him out. That's going to turn me on. Here she is again, looking fine as she can be. He look goofy, though. This dude looks like a goofball. He must have money or something. They go to X, I guess. Yeah, this is her, ex, her ex-husband since she filed for divorce. You know, it looks like a really big guy. Right? But that's the real crime here. The real crime is that she didn't go to movie theaters with Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. That's the real crime here. That Lauren Boebert didn't go to the, to the movies with me. She didn't go to the musical with me. Or somebody comparatively as attractive as I am. This guy looks like a goofball. An absolute goofball. She's got to do better. She's got to do better. That's the real crime here. That's what we need to be mad about. The fact that Lauren has bad taste in men. I can't forgive her for that. He said, did you ask her? <laughs> oh, man. So, so I guess, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, conservatives shouldn't be acting like this in public and we're supposed to have decency. I don't know, man. I, you know, you know, she won't grab him by the crotch. Hey, you know. I don't know if I'm canceling her for that. You know, she she want to grab a, her man by the crotch. Hey, so be it, man. I, I'm not here to judge. I don't know what's conservative and what's not conservative. I know y'all had a drag queen at CPAC. I know y'all had a drag... Can I pull that up? Let's go to images. I know y'all was... Y'all was running around here with this motherfucker... This shit ain't conservative. Let's pull this up on the screen. Let's put this up on the screen. Y'all had this motherfucker out here. Y'all, y'all, y'all brought this motherfucker around. Is this conservative? It's drag queen. Lady MAGA. Lady MAGA. And I still want to know why Trump had a trans person in his, uh, in his beauty pageant. I got to listen to the Megyn Kelly interview to find out why he did that. That is unforgivable. I don't even know what's conservative nowadays. And, you know, conservative stuff is, is white people's lane. So, you know, at a certain point, I can only say but so much. 
Koyo said, uh, Hotep Jesus wants himself a harem of Democrat and Republican female representatives. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn what their political leanings is, because by the time I'm done with them, they're going to be Hotep. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm in. That's what I'm into. Bringing them over to the conservative lifestyle. Let's go back in the bag. Russell Brand came under fire. They trying to hit Russell Brand with the Me Too movement. Russell Brand takes to Twitter and responds. Mr. Rusty Rockets. Let's go see what uh, Russ had to say about all of this. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Now, this isn't the usual type of video we make on this channel where we critique, attack, and undermine the news in all its corruption, because in this story, I am the news. I've received two extremely disturbing letters, or a letter and an email, one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff, like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media narratives on this channel. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question is there another agenda at play? Particularly when we've seen coordinated media attacks before, like with Joe Rogan, when he dared to take a medicine that the mainstream media didn't approve of. And we saw a spate of headlines from media outlets across the world using the same language. I'm aware that you guys have been saying in the comments for a while, watch out, Russell, they're coming for you. You're getting too close to the truth. Russell Brand did not kill himself. I know that a year ago there was a spate of articles. Russell Brand's a conspiracy theorist. Russell Brand's right wing. I'm aware of news media making phone calls, sending letters to people I know for ages and ages. It's been clear to me, or at least it feels to me, like there's a serious and concerted agenda to control these kind of spaces and these kind of voices. And I mean my voice along with your voice. I don't mind them using my books and my stand-up to talk about my promiscuous consensual conduct in the past. What I seriously refute are these very, very serious criminal allegations. Also, it's worth mentioning that there are witnesses whose evidence directly contradicts the narratives that these two mainstream media outlets are trying to construct, apparently in what seems to me to be a coordinated attack. Now, I don't want to get into this any further because of the serious nature of the allegations, but I feel like I'm being attacked and plainly they are working very closely together. We are obviously going to look into this matter because it's very, very serious. In the meantime, I want you to stay close, stay awake, but more important than any of that, if you can, please stay free. Um, can we watch Russell speak on, on mute really fast? Sidebar. I feel like he's doing magic. Look at his hands. I feel like he purposely talks with his hands. Is this something I need to do? Do I need to start doing this stuff when I'm talking? 
gotta like do like ninja chops and shit in the air and when you're talking. I gotta remember to do that. You see his hands, they always like, they're always in frame and he's always moving them. He's doing this, this type of thing. I gotta learn that. What is this? I feel like this is some broadcast media tricknology or something. Some broadcast media hypnotist Scott Adams magic, white, white man magic stuff. Cause I'm trying to figure out why Russell Brand has so many viewers and what the fuck am I doing wrong? And it, it, part of it might be the hands. I know the accent plays a role and I've been working on my British accent, but are the hands a thing? Does anybody know about this? He said it's media training. He's just British. Is that how? Lil Slick said, you can't pull it off. It's a white thing. Is it a white thing? Tommy Tree said, yeah, look in the body language shit. Yes, hand gestures convey things. Yeah, some old Jedi technology, man. Mental tricks. Phil the Kill said, tell my handler step up. Yeah, they definitely got to step up, man. Um... So yeah, so Russell Brand is is the next one in line for uh, you know the Me Too situation. You know, I've been Me Too'd a bunch of times. I was Me Too'd in online. I was Me Too'd fucking. I remember I got Me Too'd at a job because a bitch hit on me and I didn't want her. I got Me Too'd in college because I wouldn't talk to the bitch and she got mad that I wouldn't talk to her, so she Me Too'd me. I've been me too for turning down bitches. This is why I be so terrified to turn a bitch down. Because every time I turn a bitch down, she me too's me. I'm like, I, I said no. I said no. I did what you're supposed to do. I said no thank you. And you're going to me too me anyway? Damn. Like, I, <laughs> you know who's never had a sexually promiscuous past? Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Never. I'm way too picky. I'm way too picky in women. Like, I'm so picky in women, it's just, like, impossible for me to even date. It's impossible. You know, like, and I'm just not like the rest of the manosphere. The manosphere, they're like, they don't want working women. I'm like, I'll take AOC. I'll take Lauren, Lauren Boebert for 90 days. 90 days is all I can do. I can only do 90 days. After 90 days, we got to cut it off. Because I'm just not into, you know, sleeping around. I've never really been into sleeping around. My homies used to smash everything. we go out, hang out with girls. They, they would smash. One of my homies was smashing everything and anything. I'm like, yo, that bitch look like a horse, bro. She got a fat ass, though. I'm like, all right. You want it. You know, I just wanted to cuddle with a pretty bitch. You know what I'm saying? Put my arm around the shoulder. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, I guess they're canceling him now, or they're trying to cancel Russell Brand for some shit that happened in 1996 or 2006 or something like that. I guess his story is developing, but um, we still don't have the Epstein client list. Like the real, okay, so JP Morgan says they got all these billions of transactions uh, uh, from Jeffrey Epstein. Well, transactions require two entities. 
the sender and the receiver. Who was sending and who was receiving? Do we do we know? We still don't know. And y'all got all these transactions. Whose bank account did this stuff go into? JP Morgan. Let's go to that. Let's pull that up on the screen. JPM Epstein transactions. Look at this. Look at this. Let me show y'all this. Look at this shit. Every time somebody doesn't like somebody, they try to meet to them because they can't argue with them. You can't argue with me. You don't like me. So, oh, okay. So let's meet to them instead because you know what that does to a man's reputation. And me too is like one of the lowest things you can do to a man. It might be the lowest thing you could do to a man is meet to him with like some false accusations, mostly because it takes away from real victims, right? Cause now people don't believe real victims anyway. It's just disgusting. Um, we need to do something about that too. I think there needs to be, if you falsely accuse somebody, um, I, I saw a woman that was dating, I think a football player and she called, um, child protective services on him. And she called, um, D uh, DV services on him, domestic violence services on him falsely. And then admitted it recently in a podcast, you should do the time for that crime that you accuse somebody from of. You should do that time. Then we had, who was the light-skinned chick um, in mainstream black media? Uh, she went on Breakfast Club, admitted that she's falsely accused another football player of sexual abuse. Just fucking, like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, anyway. Um, J.P. Morgan Chase allegedly informed the government over $1 billion in transactions related to human trafficking by the late financier Jeffrey Epstein dating to 2003, a lawyer for the U.S. Virgin Islands said. How do you do $1 billion in transactions related to human trafficking, but we don't know who those trans... Who's buying? But we want to cancel Russell Brand? Ain't nobody think about Russell Brand? Look at Russell Brand. He looked like a rock star. It looked like... Back in the day, maybe even now, it was a mall somewhere just throwing him the box. In 2006, look at him. He got the long hair. He got the rock star. He got the, he got the rock star look. He got the accent. Women was probably throwing bras at him before they was throwing bras at Drake. You think this man had to sexually assault anybody? This is an attractive British white man. Pause. He ain't need to do that. Got the long hair flowing. Got money. Got success. They try to do it to Trump. Every time somebody becomes a threat. Meanwhile, we got a billion dollars worth of transactions and straight up crickets. A billion dollars? A billion? Nobody's 99.999999% of people will never even see a million dollars, let alone a billion. And we don't got nothing. Nothing. No. Who, who was buying? I just, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And where's the energy? Where's the energy? Why don't people have the same energy for J.P. Morgan Chase that they do Russell Brand? 
the same energy they had for Chris Brown, the same energy they got for R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, uh, Trump, or whoever. Why y'all don't, you should have way more energy because R. Kelly, guilty. Bill Cosby, maybe guilty. I don't know. Because he admitted to fucking putting shit in bitches' drinks, so that's on him. But when we compare and contrast, Bill Cosby wasn't doing a billion dollars worth of transactions. R. Kelly ain't never had a billion dollars worth of young girls. Epstein did a billion, a billion. Some companies don't even, corporations don't even reach a billion. In valuation, not even, not even cash, liquid, assets, transactions, not even in valuation, some companies don't reach a billion. That's considered a unicorn. You guys familiar with that? Look at this. I'm going to show you something. Look at this. They got something called unicorn. Wait, hold on. Unicorn company, right? What does a unicorn company mean? It says right here, the term unicorn refers to a privately held startup company with a value over $1 billion. And you put that on your screen so you can see it. Look at this. Right there. So when your company has a billion dollar uh, valuation, they call it a unicorn. Jeffrey Epstein had a unicorn human trafficking operation just through J.P. Morgan Chase. And we don't know who these transactions are made with. Hold on, let me do my Russell Brand shit. What are we supposed to do with all of this? Huh? What are we supposed to do with all of this? This makes no sense. It's a billion dollars. I just can't with people. I really just can't. I just, I just, I just, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it. And to make matters worse, the next video we playing is from uh, Tyler Perry. Now we got to play a Tyler Perry video. Oh my God, what a grifty Saturday. We're going to open up phone lines. If you want to get on the phone lines, Text HOTEP in your name to 202-596-5631. 202-596-5631. Text HOTEP in your name to that number. Before we get to Tyler Perry, though. Before we get to Tyler Perry, you know what we got to do. You know what we got to do. Plug. Hey, look, you want to join my group? We got the airdrop coming right here. Super Dap coming soon. If you want to get paid to use the Super Dap, you want to get paid to promote, you want to get paid to social media, Super Dap coming soon. Shout out to Syscoin. The link is in the description box below. It says access Super Dap airdrop group. Hit that. It'll come to the Telegram. That part of the process literally takes two clicks. Once you get in the group, you got one more click. You'll hit the pin message and it has the instructions right there. So it's three clicks. Tap the link, hit accept. It'll bring you to the Telegram uh, app if you have it downloaded. If you don't have it downloaded already, you're basically a boomer. 
Uh, so go download that, Yabuma, Yabuma Tech. Download the app if you haven't already. It's called Telegram. But if you have the app, it'll open up automatically, bring it to our group, hit that pinned comment, uh, that pinned message, and it has all the instructions there on how to get paid. And, um, you know, make your way over to DeFi, man. DeFi is where it's at. Decentralized finance is where it's at. And I'm going to bring you in on the cutting edge. We're also teaching people crypto in this chat, bringing them the resources and talking about crypto. And this is a very important topic, especially when we talk about CBDCs. And we will be talking about CBDCs today. Yes, we will. We will definitely be talking about CBDCs today. All right, let's go to the Tyler Perry clip. Shout out to Syscoin. Appreciate you for the love. Um, here we go. Tyler Perry on dating. This video is very weird. It's, it's just all types of levels of weird. Listen, a, a lot of women, especially black women, and mm-hmm. I might get in trouble for saying this, but I will. In, the, in, in our society right now, mm-hmm. b- black women are making a lot more money for the most part than yeah. black men, right? They're- black women are making a lot more money than black men for the most part. Is that true? Is that true? Hold on, let's Google the stats. How do we, what do we Google to find something like that? Black women versus black men income. Is that, is that the, because sometimes the, the stats will say something different than what he said, right? So let me just make sure he said what he said. Well, in the, in, in our society right now, mm-hmm. Black women are making a lot more money for the most. All right, making a lot more money. So he's talking about income, right? Okay, so let's go to the Google overlords. This is 2016. What is the average income of a black man? Okay. Um, this is 2019. Um, Asians kicking everybody ass. Uh, hopefully I'm Asian in in my next lifetime. Uh, black, not Hispanic. Oh, this is by age group. I need it by gender. I need it by gender. That's age group. Uh, black women in the wage gap. What is this? So... In 25 states, including District of the largest number of black women working full-time, 45 to 64 cents a dollar compared to white people. I don't want this comparison to white people. I want black men versus black women. What do I have to look up? Chad, help me out. I'm not a stats guy. I've been meaning to study that shit. I just... You said you think it's 46K for men and 43K for women? Thank you, Kamar. See, I knew I had a genius in the chat that could help us out. Kamar is one of our in-house geniuses. Thank you, Kamar. Oh, this is a real hotel, brother. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what he's saying there. Um, but I, I want to try to understand people, right? Because this is something that people do often, right? They purposely misunderstand somebody, like when Kanye said slavery was a choice and everybody purposely misunderstood him. No, I want to take some time and try to really understand what he's saying here. And I think he's saying is that um, there are 
or I should say there's an alarming rate of households where women out earn men when compared to whites, right? So let's compare that, right? So white women and their wage gap to white men is probably bigger than black women to black men. I think black women are starting to close that gap. And I think if we, maybe even a year from now, I think black women will make more than black men. Maybe, maybe, maybe more than a year, but they catching up really fast. And, and, and that's because the white liberal man knows how to use black women. We talked about that before. So the white liberal prefers black women over black men. And that's what we know, you know, runs corporate America is the white liberal, right? Um, so yeah, Whew. all right, let's go back. And I want to talk about that dynamic, but let's let Tyler Perry finish. Most part than yeah. black men, right? There are a lot of black men who are successful, but for the most part, black women are making the money. So you, if you can find love, if that man works, you know, at whatever job mm -hmm. and is a good man and is good to you mm -hmm. and honors and honors the house and honors his wife and does what he can mm -hmm. because his his gift may not be your gift. Exactly. That is okay. Mm -hmm. That's not somebody who's beneath you. Yeah. That's somebody who came to love you at your work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And as long as he's secure in himself to mm -hmm. know that, yep, she makes most of the money. All I can pay is the light bill. As long as she's comfortable enough to say, I'm going to cover the mortgage and all the other stuff. You can the light bill, babe. You can take me to dinner every now and then. Mm -hmm. That is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but that's so hard for a lot of people to take in because that means, no, no, no. I need somebody to, who is, <laughs> I need, I, they need to make five times more and I got to have, the, I got to have, well, you uh -huh. keep, but go keep on, keep, looking, go on keep your list, baby. Yeah. God, God bless you. Hope it happens. Go on, keep your list. <laughs> but when you talk about just someone to love you and support yes. you, I, I know people who have, who, whose men can't touch what they make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you see them together, that love, that support, that that I got you, babe, it's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Now, there's a lot of husband wives out there. I've seen them at Fox. I've seen the husband wives pull up. And I got this term from one of the husband wives. He said, yeah, um, I'm her wife. This is what he called himself. He said, I'm her wife uh, because she's at Fox and, you know, Fox pays a big bag. And uh, the husband, that's what he called himself. He said, I'm her wife. And he stays at home and he takes care of the kids. And I guess that works for some households. I guess that works for some people. Shit couldn't work for me. Um, but I think uh, what we're talking about here is something that's instinctual, where women want a man that earns more than them. And that's probably the ideal situation. But I, I think he's talking about some women who just make so much money because the white liberals giving black women more opportunity than black men and um, black women going to colleges at higher rates, which makes them more employable and likable by, um, by the white liberal. Cause it's like, okay, this person has been trained by us. We know they're a good worker. Whereas black men are more entrepreneurial spirited. So, I just, you know, entrepreneurs are not great workers. Let me just tell you right now. Entrepreneurs, as an entrepreneur, I can tell you right now, we are not great workers. But college people are. And black women and women in general tend to just go to college, take orders, you know, meet deadlines. And that's what a job requires. You shut up, sit down, and uh, do what I tell you to do, right? So many of these black women are great at doing that. They're just not great at doing that for their husband. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> Shut up and sit down, woman. Take these orders, but they'll do it for the white man. They'll do it for the white man. Tell them jump. They're going to say how high. White man say dance. They're going to say what? Twerk or tap. You know? But um, what he's talking about is women who are extremely high earners. And uh, the fact that they're going to have to um, settle for the fact that men can't compete with them. Or some men can't compete with them. And uh, good luck to them. And good riddance as well. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Listen. Uh, but it can work. It can work. I won't say it can't work. But you got to be a manly man in order for that to work. All right. We got some. Um, should I go into this? No. I don't, I'm not even going to go into the rest of the videos we have in the bag. I'm going to save those for a later date. Let's get to the big brain content. I had a, a report come across my desk today in regards to the CBDCs. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I hadn't had a chance to uh, take a look at it. So we're going to do that now. And then I'm going um, to spend about five, 10 minutes looking over what the International Monetary Fund has, um, has, has published. Let's open this. Let's, op let's open this with, uh, let's open this with the browser. Let's pull this up. Damn, this is a, oh, wow. Some Illuminati shit going on here. Guess how many pages are in this document? Oh, I just cheated. And you can see it on the screen right there. 33. Master number 33. Gary Gimsberg is probably elated. Okay, so they published this one. I'll show it to you here. September 15th, right? So this is a new report. They published this yesterday, right? Implications of a CBDC for Monetary Policy Transmission. Introduction, summary, conceptual framework, design features, impact on macroeconomic environment. All right, so we want to look at impacts on macroeconomic environment and tightness of financial conditions and transmission channels of monetary policy. Ooh, regimes and CBDC designs. All right, so we got, let's go to, let's go to impact on macroeconomic environment. Okay, so right off the bat, my eyes notices the chart, right? And it says here, uh, wait, the baseline analysis is anchored in an inflation. Oh, okay, all right, they're just laying down some um, context there. So it says competition, higher competition for deposit funding. So this is your bank, right? Higher wholesale funding to replace deposits. Oh... Uh... Interesting. So the fact that there will be less deposits means they'll hold more wholesale CBDC as collateral. Okay, I think. Lower profit margins from squeezed margins. Yes, it's going to make it less profitable to bank. Okay, yeah, bank profits. Okay. Financial inclusion. Higher if CBDC addresses barriers to inclusion. How do you even... <laughs> We're over here talking about macroeconomic environment. And they're talking about financial inclusion. What that got to do with economics? Oh, my God. How do you just shoehorn SJWism into an economic conversation? Jesus. Oh, 
dollarization versus crypto cryptoization. I, that's the first time I've seen cryptoization as a word. I don't even think this word exists. I'm going to Google it. Cryptoization. It doesn't even pop up. It, this, this term doesn't even fucking exist. Uh, five days ago from Axios, cryptoization. Okay, 2021. Cryptoization. This is some straight boomer shit. Cryptoization. What the fuck? Anyway, I would have said, I would have called it crypt cryptization. Cryptization sounds much better. Take the O out and just call it cryptization. Anyway. Uh, lower from greater use of local currency denominated CBDC. Basically saying um, crypto will be used less uh, because of the CBDC, if I'm understanding that correctly. So it says here, crypto could raise competition for bank deposit funds, uh, funding. By virtue of offering a safe store of value and an efficient means of payment, deposits may leave banks in favor of the CBDC leading to a decrease in deposit funding available to banks. The magnitude of its impact depends on the extent to which the CBDC is an attractive substitute for deposits. Caps on individual holdings will also limit switching from deposits to CBDC. Yikes. Yikes. It seems like they're okay. So one of the things you have to look for, the things that they are, that they have determined to be true or have pressed yes on. And it seems like they've pressed yes on caps of CBDC holding, meaning you can only have a certain amount of CBDC as an individual in order to encourage deposits in institutional banking. So you'll have some CBDC and then what would the other currency be? I guess it would be. Huh? I'm going to just continue because I'll wait and see what they say about that. Cause that's really confusing and weird. Um, CBDCs could increase bank share of wholesale funding, right? We just went over that. Yeah. CBDCs could lower bank profits. If banks raise deposit interest rates to compete with CBDCs, and if funding costs increase from a shift toward wholesale funding, the bank's profits will decrease to the extent that higher costs cannot be entirely passed through to higher lending rates. Yep. Yep. CBDCs could offer, um, could bolster financial inclusion. Although not a silver bullet, CBDCs present opportunities for improving financial inclusion and expanding access to financial services for the unbanked. CBDCs may serve as an initial entry point to a digital financial account that leads to the opening of bank accounts and credit access, especially when banks distribute CBDC in a two-tier system. The magnitude of effects depends on the extent to which CBDC addresses the barriers to financial inclusion in, in a given country. And here's that term, cryptoization. All right. In a dollarized or euroized economies, now keep in mind, they're talking about the Western world here. So this is the Western coin. Uh, in a dollarized or euroized uh, uh, economies, the introduction of CBDC could encourage a greater use of the local currency by making it more attractive means of payment. In particular, with the rise of other forms of digital money denominated in foreign currencies, such as stable coins, the CBDC can help prevent the local currency from being supplanted. However, CBDC would not address deeper issues driving currency substitution related to a country's monetary policy framework and central bank credibility. All right. 
we gotta we gotta we gotta break some of this stuff down. So what they're talking about here is something called Gresham's Law. Let me pull that up on the screen. Uh, Gresham's Law. And this is in my book, uh, The Patriot Report, Unmasking Conspiracy of Money and War. So you see here, it says uh, Gresham's Law. In economics, Gresham's Law is an economic monetary principle that says bad money drives out good. Right? So, um, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to Bitcoin, and we're talking about Gresham's Law, people are wondering why Bitcoin is not money. And, uh, you know, some people blame it on, you know, some bad actors. But uh, economically it would follow Gresham's law because why would you spend your Bitcoin? You want to spend the currency that will lose value. You want to get rid of the things that are losing value. Like if something losing value, you want to get rid of it. But if something is rising in value or has the potential to store value, you want to keep it. You want to hoard it. So it drives it out of the economy because nobody's spending it. Nobody's putting it in the economy. So that's Gresham's law. And that's what they're talking about here is Gresham's law. It says, um, in particular, with the rise of the other forms of digital money dominated in foreign currency, such as stable coins, a CBDC can help prevent the local currency from being supplanted. Um, okay, I get what they're saying here. So, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Again, this comes back to limiting freedom, right? And, and, and protecting governments. This is this is what you have to understand about this this paragraph here. This is not about protecting people. This is about protecting governments. And they'll say, well, if you don't do this, then it'll ruin the economy. But that's a whole nother argument for another day. But I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm in Nigeria and the Naira is just has shit value. Um, but the dollar is lauded, right? Like everybody wants the dollar. So if the dollar is being transacted in USDT or USDC, right? Some sort of stable coin, some stable crypto dollar, people in Nigeria might currently are, will use other foreign countries, stable coins or private corporations, stable coins. Cause these stable coins are run by private corporations and, um, allegedly backed, um, by said currency. Um, so they're saying by bringing in the CBDC, but if you bring in the CBDC with, let's say you got a Naira CBDC, the Naira is still going to be the same value as that CBDC, which means they'd have to lock you down and like try and stop you from using another because I know they're going to outlaw uh, stable coins. That's that's one thing they want to get. And that's why they mention it here. They want to get rid of stable coins because that's direct competition. And I told you guys before, they not they're not going to ban crypto. They're coming after stable coins because that's direct competition. They're not coming after crypto. Crypto is not direct competition. And that's why they don't mention cryptocurrency in these articles. They always talk about stable coins. says, however, CBDC would not address deeper issues driving currency substitution related to a country's monetary policy framework and central bank. Okay, so that's what I said. I'm like, yeah, technically they could still do it. (laughs) 
But there are deeper issues that are driving currency substitution, right? And those things have to be addressed. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, IMF funding. Anyway. All right, let's go to the next section. Um, okay, the central bank can act to limit the decline in bank deposits. The central bank can set lower, uh, can set or lower caps on individual CBDC holdings or discourage, such as through fees. So now they're going to charge you a fee for holding CBDC. Many speculators in the space have said this. So you're going to get a fee for your CBDC. You holding on to CBDC too long? Well, there's going to be a fee for that. And then they want to discourage convertibility from bank deposits to CBDC. So your bank deposits won't even be convertible. What the fuck? So what's the point of me holding the CBDC? Like, oh, shit. Are they trying to turn a CBDC into a reserve asset? But how? Oh. Oh. Okay, so turn a CBDC into a reserve asset. But then you got still, still you have the dollar circulating, right? Like the physical dollar. Oh, I know. I think I know what's happening here. So turn a CBDC into a reserve asset until all physical cash is gone. And they'll have, they got different ways of doing that. Because first what they'll do is incentivize CBDC, then disincentivize CBDC. And this is going to happen at will. Like you're just going to wake up one day and say, hey, CBDC interest rate is now up or down. This shit is crazy. In addition, a central bank could lend the funds diverted from deposits back to banks. Wait, What? So the deposits says lend the funds diverted from deposits back to banks. Wait, what? So our CBDC would then be loaned back to the bank and then the bank will convert those into let's just call it X currency and then lend it back to us <laughs> wow they got a sick ass game they running Of course, they talk about financial inclusion. I don't even want to hear about that. Uh, margin for gains. Um, that's all inclusion. Tightness in financial conditions. Okay, so upon CBDC issuance, there will be level effects on the tightness of financial conditions from the changes of the macroeconomic environment. The introduction of a CBDC could alter deposit and lending rates, right? Changing these changes in these interest rates affect the aggregate demand uh, of the economy through households. See, see, yeah, this is true. If they, the, when the Fed changes interest rates, this does change the demand. Yes. 
consumptions uh, dash saving consumption saving decisions. Yep. And households and firms investment decisions by way of changing the marginal cost of borrowing. Additionally, CBDCs could change the volume of deposits as well as credit provisioning, both of which also affect financial conditions. Hmm. Interesante. Competition level of level effect of the tightness of financial conditions. So competition goes up, tightening. Wholesale funding goes up, tightening. Bank profits ambiguous. <laughs> financial inclusion loosening. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> financial inclusion goes up and then they loosen the currency. If they dollarization versus cryptoization is ambiguous. Wow. Wow. This is like some real mental gymnastics here. Like, how do you... So you loosen... Oh, so to loosen the currency for the poor to pull them in and to control them. Yeah, that's what that is. Um, increased competition for bank deposit funding would tighten financial conditions. Banks will raise deposit interest rates to counteract some of the impact on their deposit basis and offset the additional liquidity value of the CBDC. Yeah. Increased wholesale funding would be... Okay, so deposit insurance and implicit government guarantees allow banks to fund themselves with deposits at a lower cost than with other instruments. External financing through wholesale funding is costly, uh, hence switching away from deposits could result in higher lending rates to preserve margins. The magnitude of the effect may not be very large, though, given the amount of value deposits in most banking systems is uninsured. Yeah, that is true. The yeah, bulk of it is uninsured. Um, I think FDIC only covers like, what was it, like half a million or something like that? I mean, um, half a billion I think I forget how much the FDIC has um but it's like they say the FDI FDIC is capped and then the FDIC runs out of money and then they just give them more money so I'm like wait I thought that's all the money they had they just so basically the FDIC has an unlimited bucket of money I just again just it is just a fucking game they just make up the rules as they go along and it's just, this is what makes it confusing for people. This is why I do these things. So, so pe when people get confused, they don't feel bad because these people are just making up shit and they change the rules as they go along. It's, it's a sick fucking game. Increased wholesale funding could increase market discipline, decrease in credit provision for the economy. Relatedly, discipline stems from banks facing higher costs of funding or a drop in deposits as they take more risks. Insured depositors do not impose the same level of discipline on banks. Excuse me. Insured depositors do not impose the same level of discipline on banks since they do not bear the consequences of the risk they undertake. Okay. Following the introduction of a CBDC, market discipline could increase as banks rely more on uninsured wholesale funding, thus shrinking lending. And then when you connect that with Basel 3, it could have some um, weird effects too. All right, what is this? The use of an alternate? No. Decrease in. All right, let's see. What are they saying about cryptoization? Decryptoization. Decryptoization itself could loosen financial conditions. 
uh, similar to financial inclusion. This is the International Monetary Fund, people. I don't even know if you guys understand the gravity of the information that you're looking at here, but this is wild. Wild. I'm sorry, and it wasn't on the screen probably the whole time. Um, so decryptoization itself could loosen financial conditions. Really what they're saying there is if we get rid of crypto, we won't have any competition. Uh, similar to financial inclusion, since it could potentially lead to an increase in the supply of deposits. Uh, basically, what they're saying is um, if you have your money in crypto, then your money's not in the bank. This is all about the banks. OK, this is about how to save. And you got to remember this. This report isn't for us. This report is for banks and people running banks. That's who this report is for. Presidents of banks and ambassadors of banks or whatever positions they got there, directors. This report is for them. So the basin is saying, if you want to save your business, you want to decrypto his eyes, uh, de decrypto the world, because if the money's in crypto, then it's not in your bank. And that's the big issue. They don't want the competition. Given that deposits are the cheapest funding source, our money, Banks have room to reduce lending rates due to the decline in funding costs. On the other hand, the effects coming from de-dollarization are ambiguous because they depend on the difference in interest rates between the domestic and foreign currency. Correct. For example, if domestic interest rate is higher than a foreign one, the decline in de-dollarization leads to tightening. Correct. Again, following Gresham's law. Um, the central bank should monitor the macroeconomic environment closely to prevent any undesired. Okay, when you talk about loosening and tightening, I'm very interested. As is the case with any other economic shock, the central bank should closely monitor the macroeconomic environment, which is relevant to monetary policy, and choose to adjust policy instruments to achieve its objectives and maintain price stability and managing economic fluctuations. If financial conditions tighten, loosen, uh, from the issuance of a CBDC, uh, the central bank can lower, increase the policy rate to offset the impact and communicate its rationale to the public. Yeah. All right. So control through the central bank. So this is basically giving central banks more power, which we already know, right? Transmission channels of monetary policy. So this is talking about um, how you talk to like how governments talk about the stuff I'm seeing. The section analyzes the impact of changes induced by CBC issuance and the transmission of transmission is set to stronger than we could have done. Interest rates, real deposit, bank lending, balance sheets, wholesale funding, asset prices, okay. Bank lending channel, da da da. Uh -huh, uh -huh. All right, we don't care about none of this. This is all standard. Um all right, we're almost done here. Further considerations on operations and regimes. Okay, here we go. All right, uh, let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so I found it. Yeah, I knew I would find something funky in this section. Let me just make sure I didn't miss anything before I break down what I just saw. Um, uh-huh. CBDC demand 
is an autonomous factor that might complicate the forecasting of liquidity necessary to optimize open market operations. So this is this is a socialist dream. This is a communist dream. Like when they say optimize open market operations by playing with the liquidity of the currency. It's a communist dream. Otherwise, monetary policy operations would continue largely unchanged with CBDCs. Yeah. Okay, so let me show you something. It says here, the size of the central bank balance sheet could grow considerably if the CBDC replaces deposits to a large extent. What do you think happens when a central bank's balance sheet grows? They get more power. They get more control. It's more money in their hands. It says here, central banks demand central banks demand for government bonds is likely to increase to balance the increase in their CBDC liabilities. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right, let's see what they say about that. While this increase is likely to have price impacts that can affect, uh, affect the yield curve, available evidence suggests they would be marginal. Oh, sure, they're going to be marginal. Yeah, right, sure. Naturally, in countries with much smaller government bond markets, the impact of a CBDC on the yield curve could be greater. So those small countries, yay. There were, oh man. Their demand for government bonds is likely to increase. I might have to do a class on government bonds one day. Maybe one day. Do you guys know how government bonds work? You guys know how government bonds work? Yes, no in the chat. Oh, I'm checking the chatters. He said, I almost played you chess this morning, but you were jamming out on 2-1. Yeah, I was jamming out on 2-1. You saw me playing this morning? What up, Rudy? We're going to open up phone lines in about several minutes here. Yeah. All right, I'll do a bond class. I'll do a bond class. Um, so... All right, so let I right, let me just do let me let me just tell you what I believe, or I believe how um bonds work, because um, otherwise the phone lines won't won't get open if I don't, because if I dive into like what, all right, fine, fuck it, I'll just do it right now, um, and if the, the reason why I don't want to do it right now is because they're not going to tell you, um, how it works in plain language, um. Let me see. All right, let's go. Um, I don't want it from Treasury. I want it from Investopedia. All right, so right here. You says right here. See, it says U.S. Treasury bond overview of U.S. backed debt securities. This is all you re this is all you really need to read. When I think of bonds, this is what I think of. U.S. backed debt. Now, if the U.S. has debt, how are they going to back more debt? Now, you got some dude from Wall Street that to come in here and spit a whole bunch of fucking hedge fund knowledge at you and confuse the shit out of you. 
just to tell you that it's some bullshit. So it says right here, T-bonds or treasury bonds. You guys can see this? Good. Okay. Are government debt securities issued by the U.S. federal government that have maturities of 20 to 30 years, right? So basically at the end of the 20 years, the, the Federal Reserve can cash these in, right? Or if you have bonds, you can cash these in. I have bonds. T-bonds earn periodic interest until maturity, at which point the owner is also paid a par equal amount to the principal. So if the Fed buys bonds, right? Because they're saying this is my collateral. I'm collateralizing my debt. Who's paying the interest on the bonds? That's what I got to ask y'all now. Who's paying the interest on those bonds? Right? It says treasury bonds are part of a larger category of U.S. sovereign debt known as known collectively as treasuries, which are typically regarded as virtually risk free since they are backed by the U.S. government's ability to what? It did tell us. Okay, I didn't think it was going to tell us this. It's right here. Tax its citizens. done i didn't think it was going to say that i really didn't think it was going to say that and it says that it actually said it we don't have to go anymore right here right here right here this is our fucking system people this is why you watch today's stream treasury bonds are a part of a larger category of u.s sovereign debt known collectively as treasuries which are typically regarded as virtually risk-free since they are backed by the U.S. government's ability to tax its citizens. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotep, Jesus. This is what I wanted to show you. I'm glad I stopped and showed that to you. I didn't think it was going to be that easy to find. I want to... Let's go... This, now, I'm going to show you the, the, the Treasury bond link, and let's see if they mention taxpayers. We sell Treasury bonds a term of 20, 30 years. Bonds pay a fixed rate six months. Until they mature, you can hold a bond until it matures or sell it before it matures. Does it say anything about taxpayers here? Federal tax due each year on interest earned. Da 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 da. Okay. No mention of taxpayers, right? Whoop. But when we go here, where's that link? Right here. They say it right there. Treasury bonds exist because we exist. Because we pay taxes. That's what treasury bonds are. So when we go back to the IMF paper, right? What does it say right here? Central banks demand for government bonds is likely to increase to balance the increase in their CBDC liabilities. So who's offsetting the CBDC? Me and you the taxpayer we're paying for the scam the federal reserve has zero risk i just showed that to you these are risk-free investments virtually risk-free because we the dumbasses we the american people are the dumbasses because we because we want to talk about lauren bobert's titty getting grabbed in a theater that we don't even know how we're being screwed. Says it right there. Says it right there. Central banks demand for government bonds, right? 
So every time I, I see the term government bonds, all I think is taxpayers. That's why I wanted to stop and show it to you. Because if I would have said government bonds equals taxpayer money, people would be like, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist, right? But that's literally what a treasury bond is. It's taxpayer money. <laughs> that shit should say central banks' demand for taxpayer money is likely to increase. Central banks' demand for taxpayer money is likely to increase to cover their liabilities. So we're covering the liabilities of the central bank. This is what's happening in America. This is a sick Negro. We live under communism. This is why we're telling people America's a communist nation. It's just a well-functioning communist nation. But this is communism. What's the tax rate in Hotepistan? I can't tell you that yet. <laughs> to each according to their labor. <laughs> Robert Question Mark said, that is slick as fuck. You see what I'm saying? He said, I learned some economics 101. I learned some in economics 101, but a refresher would be good. My class was like 15 years ago. Your teacher probably wouldn't even have told it to you like this. So everybody knows what a government bond is now. Treasury bonds, particularly T-bonds. Right? Issued off your ass. Now I ask you, does everybody know what a treasury bond is? Hmm? Fuego de Basadero said the U.S. Treasury borrows the money to pay the interest or taxes. Sometimes it happens too, yeah. Uh, Fuego de Basarero said there's all kinds of government bonds now. It gets in the weeds. Yes, correct. Also true. There are types of, there are various types of government bonds. Most common is a treasury bond. Matari says, right, it's the national debt. Correct. Troublemaker Jonas said government bonds do not work. Matari said it's basically an IOU. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Actually, it's not even an IOU. It's a, it's a loan. It's a loan. It's the, it's, it's, it's the, 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 when you buy it, when you buy a treasury bond, right? You get that amount plus whatever interest, right? So it's kind of like a loan. You're basically saying government, here's some cash to go do some shit, right? And the government says, we're going to pay you back. Here's a certificate that says it at the end of maturity, you'll get that value par plus your interest, right? So it's basically like a, a glorified loan. And that's it. Like, well, wait, regime. Hold on. Let me see what this says about the regime. So central bank stabilizes the nominal exchange rate. Aha. Stabilizes the not. Yeah. So did, did, that's, that's something that's going to be programmable. The exchange rate. And this comes back to being a new world order coin. Vis-a-vis -vis an anchor country using interest rates and foreign exchange intervention, often combination with sterilization, achieve its target. Yep, programmable money. Yep, yep, yep. That's all standard. Uh, remunerated CBDCs. Okay, this is important. Uh, okay, so remunerated CBDCs could boost capital market development by providing a new overnight asset to financial actors. <laughs> We made some new money. So it's like they're not even replacing the dollar yet. Which, which brings me back. I'm going to show you. 
after we finish looking at this foreign CBDC section, remind me to remind me to tell you about the Fabian Socialist. Foreign CBDC. There could be significant impact on monetary policy and autonomy if foreign CBDCs were available. Ah, yes. There could be a significant impact on monetary policy and autonomy if a foreign CBDC were domestically available. Right. Let's say, you know, we would start transacting in the ruble. Right. Or the Yemenini. Right. That would not be good. We're transacting in the Putin and the Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping Pao. Uh, uh, Kung Pao currency and shit, right? This could be alleviated with restrictions on foreign CBDC usage. So you're going to place restrictions on how much foreign CBDC you could use, including holding and transaction caps. Oh, you got too much. You got too much. You can't have that much money. This is why I say you got to join cryptocurrency. This is why y'all got to be in the DeFi world. Because they created this partly to combat DeFi, to combat crypto. Now, some people is say crypto was created as the antithesis to the one world order coin to have an excuse to have a one world order coin. However you want to believe it, either way, they're antithetical to each other, right? If you want to deal in a one world order coin, that's mainstream. You get your titty grabbed in a the movie theater, they're going to place caps and restrictions. You know, you, you say the wrong thing, you tweet the wrong thing, caps and restrictions, right? Fees, taxes. Jabari's texting me. Hey, are we... 30 something black women never watched college football. Oh, he said 30 plus woman texting him about the college football game tonight. Yeah, the Dion effect. Dion got women who don't even watch football watching football. This is facts. Is that game on right now? We got to hold on one second. Let me just check the uh let me check the score here. Oh, it's tonight. Oh, all right. So we good. All right. Um So, yeah. So, again, restrictions on foreign currency. Crazy. Insane. Foreign CBDCs could increase the risk of currency substitution. Correct. They scared of that. They do not like competition. CBDCs can also amplify the international spillover of shocks and increase international linkages. Linkages. The issuance of a CBDC by a foreign nation can weaken our, weaken monetary policy transmission and autonomy to an economically significant extent, forcing the central bank to react more strongly to the stronger international spillovers caused by the CBDC. Capital flow management measures might be warranted in this case. So one CBDC affecting another, if I read that correctly. If a domestic CBDC could be held in large quantities abroad, then the domestic central bank balance sheet could be subject to large fluctuations connected to changing external demand. Let's go to the phone lines, man. This shit is crazy, bro. This shit is absolutely crazy. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. I'll be back after this short, brief commercial break. 